0: He's hilarious and he's dope and he got me a job. He was working at a pawn shop at the time. Okay, and I worked there and like the first day, some like little girl came up to the counter with her dad, (laughs) and he was like, "I need to trade this toolbox," and the guy at the counter. Not Nick. Some guy who was training me was like, we'll give you uh, like 75 bucks for that. And he's like, I need 100. And the little girl starts crying. She's like, so we can't get my uncle out of jail? And I was like, I can't do this job. (laughs) I'm (laughs) out.
1: Yeah. guys Uh, I tried ghost hunting recently yeah but all the bullets kept going through the ghosts and into other people Uh, I made the ghost problem worse I'm real sorry didn't mean for that to happen Uh, I had a realization today I get it now I understand why they fight the war on drugs Uh, Why would you fight the war sober? That sounds boring. Real simple that way. I'd be real mad if a stripper popped out of my cake. There better be a cake inside that stripper. Because I'm going to look.
2: back. We're back. Uh, Hello and welcome. Welcome back to Comedian Ordinaire, the world's most okay podcast. Um, My name is Dan O. This is the podcast where we interview different comedians around town and pick their brains about the craft of stand-up comedy. Just want to know more about it and these people have a lot to say and uh, yeah I mean wow today's guest is no exception. We got just a value packed podcast here for you. Um I before we get into it, if you would like to support the podcast, first and foremost, you need to tell somebody. I think that's the best way. Like forget forget when you're like uh you know cuz I mean, I share it online. I don't know that that is as effective as actually telling somebody. And when I tell people about my own, it's a little bit more annoying. So, again, if you would like to support it, you have to tell people. You have to know people. You have to tell them and then tell them to do this, to listen to it. That's the best way to support it. Um, and, you know, do that by what whatever means necessary. I know one person emailed in and they were like, dude, I just uh, kidnapped a Peruvian family, and I got them listening to the podcast on loop, and that has been great for the numbers. So that's just an example. You don't have to go, you know, to those lengths. It could be a different race of family, but however you need to, that's like the best way to do it, word of mouth. Um, Today, we have a very special guest, Jose McCall. Um, Man, this guy. We we really get into it on this one. We start talking up about uh talking up. We start to uh, we just start We really get into it in this one. Uh Jose has a lot to say, man. He has been hosting the Muni Information Cafe Open Mic for a while now and you know, I talk about like uh I guess different pet peeves as a host and just sort of things that you've seen. Um one thing that he's a big advocate on is uh, traveling and testing material out in different places. And, I don't know, we just we got into that entire thing, and it's, this guy is just super fascinating. And his, I guess you can call it day job, it's a night job, but his profession, I mean, dude, it's so wild. It is so wild. Um, and that intro clip that you heard, that wasn't from that, that was like a brief thing that he had, but... Anyways, you'll get to hear all about it. It was insane. I, I feel like I could do a whole nother hour just on uh just on his actual job. So anyways, um yeah, that that's that's today's guest. And you know what, I, I don't want to talk too much in front of this one. Just gonna get right into it. So without further ado it's Jose McCall. Jose is a staple in Denver comedy, he's been performing for a number of years. You can catch him doing his thing all around town um, or hosting the comedy open mic at the Mutiny Information Cafe every Tuesday at 10. Jose, welcome.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks Thanks for doing this. Thanks for driving out so far. Yeah, it's cool. I like long drives. The weather's beautiful. I love this style. Really? You like
2: this weather? Oh,
0: yeah. This is like my third favorite type of weather. Gloomy overcast. This is...
2: Why? (coughs) What is that? You like it like cold outside, kind of
0: nipply? Yeah. I like it like this. Like, people calm down. I don't know. I just like the look. I like the you know mm. it's it's like relaxing.
2: Interesting. To
0: keep people stay inside. Summer it's all traffic. Everybody's everywhere. You can't walk nowhere. Traffic you know I mean? brutal. Yeah, because yeah. it's
2: like on a Wednesday in the afternoon. Yeah, can't get anywhere.
0: This is the perfect day for a walk. Whoa! All
2: right, you're like the only person to ever say that. You
0: know. <laughs> Fog is number one. Thunderstorms and snow number two. This is I
2: love a thunderstorm Why do you like fog? What's up with fog? Fog is cool
0: It's just dope It's just like a It's like a low cloud Yeah It's like it's like ghosts are gonna come attack us You know? I'm down do You believe know. in ghosts? Not really But you know
2: No <laughs> No Okay So you have a ghost joke Where you're shooting at ghosts
0: Something like that Yeah That one's funny
2: um, yeah. uh, First of all How are you man? How I'm you doing? good I'm good doing I'm waking right.
0: up We're hanging
2: uh, Well let's get right into it um, Hell yeah What kind of kid were you Growing up? Let's start at the very beginning
0: my mom told me i was a very quiet child yeah you didn't cry a lot you didn't do a lot uh i spent a lot of time alone are you shy yeah yeah Yeah. pretty pretty much so um i don't know because mostly it was like my mom's an immigrant mom okay so she would go to work and then she would have to go to school and then she would have to take like ESL classes, so she mm. did like a lot of shit. So I, she would just be out a lot doing shit.
2: She a Mexican immigrant?
0: Uh, El Salvador. El Salvador. Yeah, the ones they're mad at right now. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, that's weird to think about, right? Fifteen years and that have been in a cage. Right? Holy shit! Like sure. she had waited a little super more. Super weird, man. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we were the. Do first you have way any
2: like siblings at all?
0: Uh, I have one. They are six. No, actually, I have a. They're all half siblings. Half like, siblings. Yeah. Okay,
2: but you didn't like have siblings growing up, really. No, I grew up only child.
0: Really. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, and like your parents, were they funny at all?
0: Uh, it was just me and my mom. I he took off pretty early on. Okay. Uh, I don't think I've seen him since I was like five or six ish.
2: Oh, shout out dad.
0: Yeah. I mean, he sh- he tried to reach out. When I was like 19 on Facebook or like 25 or something yeah. like a couple of years ago, and it was very weird.
2: How did you handle that? Because I have the same thing. I haven't seen <coughs> my dad in like 10 years, mm-hmm. and I, I never knew how to handle the reaching out later on.
0: It was it was, it was was 19 years. That's what I remember. Yeah, cause okay. I was 25 when I saw him, yeah, and it started out okay. I uh-huh. was like, hey, what's up? Where you been and stuff, and... It pretty quickly devolved because he started insulting my mom. And I was like, you don't fucking do that, dog. You (laughs) can't. So... Yeah, we kind of fell apart. I was like, he's probably looking for a kidney or something anyway. You know, that's Damn. weird to reach out now. You know what I mean? What does he want? You didn't give <laughs> it to him? No? <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't even You're know what he yours? ended up wanting. It became really weird. He was like, you need to do this for me, and then I'll connect you with your other brothers. Because I was, I was like, oh, my other siblings. That's cool. Yeah. I'd like to reach out to them. What's their names? And right. he wouldn't tell me their names. He was ah. like, you need to send me a picture, and then get me a con- and then do that. And I was like, fuck this guy. What is this? Damn, some, dude. Some Chinese robot scam? Oh, what is my this? God. Yeah. Yeah, so whatever It didn't work out But it's cool
2: uh, Were you a funny kid at all?
0: Um, Yeah But I wasn't like the class clown wow. I, I was like the We have me and these three kids Are gonna be the We're gonna goof off constantly Over like here Like your little group That yeah. was Yeah Yeah I was with that I was the I was the like We're in the corner And the kids in the corner Around me were fucking gonna cause trouble And have fun Like that's the
2: Were you a good student?
0: I had good grades yeah
2: You had good grades Yeah I had pretty good grades What I mean, did you want to be When you were a kid?
0: Weirdly enough Huh Told my mom when I was like five that I wanted to be a comedian.
2: No shit. That's amazing. And she was
0: like, go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) She she was like, that, go to school. And so, but like, I grew up, because Seinfeld. Seinfeld is like,
2: that's my Bible.
0: That was the, yeah, well, mom, yeah, my mom would come home and that it would be on at 930. So sure. it was like, that's when I would see her. Like, it would be six oh, in the morning, wow. we're going to school, <laughs> we're doing whatever, and then she'd come home at like nine, pissed off, Fucking the blah, 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 oh, and then wow. Seinfeld would come on, it was like this weird, like, oh, this is funny time, <laughs> this is calm time. I think it fucked with my psyche, you know, but it was cool. It was like, oh, this is like a, the, the comedian. like, I, I love the stand-up, because it's very like, yeah, you know, as a kid, it's so accessible. Seinfeld's stand-up is like, yeah. It's
2: everybody's, yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. like,
0: man, this is, oh, the laundry thing is so, like, all the jokes are just so great. And so, like, I got in and Seinfeld th- that way. And then, when like, I was very young, right? hmm Okay. Pretty young, like, yeah, five, six-ish. Yeah, because that's when I was like, I want to, yeah, I don't know, something about that. Wow. But that, and I also wanted to, what else did I, I have? a, I had a kid's book Some some point I found. Years back, it was like a drummer or an airplane pilot. I think were the other three things. Okay, that was the three when I was like a baby or a kid, you know, little kid. But
2: you were interested in comedy as a as young a kid. child.
0: Yeah, as a kid, I was. I remember being a little kid. I remember like staying up to watch like, in Canada there was a show called Comedy at Club Fifty Four that was on Sundays. I yeah. to watch that. There was a Saturday night showcase that Louie Anderson hosted. I'd step to watch that on Saturdays at midnight. Like I was. Wow. into it pretty young i remember being like because we left canada when i was like 11 12 that's what ish. i was
2: gonna ask you where were you living during all this in canada. canada
0: yeah we i was born in la and then my mom was applying for papers because she was a refugee from sure. the war and canada gave her like a great deal I think it was in canada it was like hey we have health care and stuff so yeah she went to canada when i was two okay i was there till i was i think about 11 or 12 ish
2: so you went to elementary school in Canada? Like... Yeah,
0: I was raised in Canada. I learned French and all this other stuff.
2: Do you still know French?
0: I know some of it, but not enough. No. enough. I can ask for like a bathroom and say things are nice and bad and numbers and shit ah, like that. Okay. I can understand the basis of it, but that's like you know it's similar to Spanish too. I speak that, and that's like, yeah, I can I can I can look at something and be like I get what they're saying. I know what he wants.
2: I'm like that as well. Yeah, yeah. just like half Spanish, half bilingual, like one and a half languages. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you pick your nose?
0: Um, I try not to here and there if you got to, you know. If if you you have to, to, right. I'm just saying,
2: I like every morning, right when I wake up, it's the first thing I do. Okay. Just clean out the valves. Yeah. I'm not like one of the flickers, though. Okay. I don't know if that's your game at all.
0: I try to flick it in the trash or put it like somewhere, you know. You're conscientious about it. Yeah. I don't. I think of like someone putting their hand out and it's there, and I'm like, that's horrifying. I don't want to be that
2: dude. I feel like that's happened to you.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I've seen the booger. I've been like, oh, that's why would you do that? Or when I go to urinals and I see it. Uh, on the wall that's a nightmare brutal yeah it's like put it, it, the you're peeing put the waste in the yeah, waste thing no, like yeah it's it's annoying i think about that but i also my fingers aren't very they're big so they don't really fit in my nose well so i usually like have paper that I crumple up uh oh, okay and dig in you there. go cone i do yeah i do the cone i do yeah. the cone drill i'm a, i'm a big cone drilly guy which
2: stack man i like the strategy yeah so when did you perform stand up for the first time if you're interested in in, in it so young as a kid
0: First time I did an open mic, I was 28. You were 28? Five years ago. Um, And then, like, I technically had done, like... like for the not like talent show but like at class we're getting speeches ready i'd done like jokey type stand-up things like that like i took a public speaking class in college are required to
2: and just made it made and, it funny and as it, possible. yeah
0: i like told basically like told jokes i were like told like funny speeches and did well right there but that wasn't really stand-up like you know what i mean that was that's yeah. such a safety net and so different and far removed it's not it's not the same Twenty-eight. <laughs> Twenty-eight. Sometime in like October-ish, I think September. And you had October. wanted to
2: do it your entire life. Mm-hmm. Is but I didn't know a... that was
0: a thing you could do. I had no idea. Really? Yeah, cause I grew up with my mom, and like you know, and and it was like, go, we gotta get jobs and shit. There's no, <laughs> there's no the arts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta figure this out. <laughs> we gotta live. And also, it's like it's one of those things where it's like I always thought like. I don't know. You probably have to know somebody. It's probably like a holly. You know, sure. it's like all these comics are probably some guy's son and some guy's something or whatever. He said it
2: was like a, like a club that you had to get in. Yeah,
0: which I mean is not dissimilar than at certain points, but you sure. know. <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean, the more you do it, you kind of start to see that.
0: But it's whatever. It's random. It's all random. It doesn't matter.
2: Were you writing jokes like b- before you performed? Were you getting material down at all?
0: Mm, I was I like wrote a lot but not stand up I just wrote. You just, just wrote. Wrote, wrote. Did you try stories. to make it funny? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. I wrote a lot online too. I did like I did like a lot of like collaborative creative writing like pass the story forum or e-fetting where you like do fake pro wrestling stuff. Yeah, you write out like movie, like plots and like fake movie stuff, things like that. I did a lot. I did a lot of like, like, like recreational writing stuff, and I made a lot of that funny. And I would get a lot of like comments online, like that's hilarious and nice. stuff. So I was always like, I yeah. don't know, I know how like, funny, and it, it's also interesting learning like internet funny and stand up funny are completely different. That's so different. weird how
2: that happens, like how something can be funny on Facebook. And it doesn't translate at all when you're saying it to a group of people. Yeah,
0: because it's clever versus funny. That's the thing. Some One, jokes
2: are better if you see them written.
0: Mm-hmm. It's clever. It's like, oh, that's that's smart. That's that's cute. But it's not like gut funny. That's a whole different thing. It's really weird.
2: So what was that first time performing? Like, were you nervous?
0: Oh man, I had never had stage fright before, and I didn't think I would get it. Yeah. I just went up. I, I was like, I'd written jokes for like two weeks or so, sure. and I went to watch. The first time and I didn't perform. Okay. I went to watch it three kings. Scope it out. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I can do this. This is easy. I, I can talk. Yep. And then like right when they called my name and went up, I walked up and then I started talking. And I remember, like, I don't know, like almost it had to be a minute, I have no idea. But I started hearing my own voice and I was like, Oh, I haven't even been talking into the microphone. I've just oh, been up here babbling, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I ate it so hard. And then, uh, yeah, it, like I had like one joke somewhere in the middle plan and I ate it. And then I called it after like two and a half minutes or something. I was like, all right, well, uh, I'm done. Thank you. So <laughs> the first
2: time went bad.
0: It went horrible. <sighs> Horrific. And I was like, all right. But as soon as I got off stage, I was like, all right, well, what do I do next time? How do I improve? Like it wasn't even a thought of like, oh, no, I went bad. It was more like, okay, so that was, what do we do next time? You're trying <laughs> to learn from it already. Yeah, I immediately was like, okay, next, next plan. Like wrote stuff and I came back next week and I ate it again. And then third week, that was, that's when the laughs. I was like, okay, I get this. Damn. I can You can do stuff.
2: Damn. Do you remember any jokes from the first time?
0: Uh, it was some long bit about, like, why job interviews are stupid. About, mm. like, it's like something about, like, references. I don't even have friends. How am I going to get people to vouch for me when I work? And then something about, like, you can't ask random people. To be your references, if like you can't go up to a guy a bus stop because you don't know what he's gonna say, right? Like, yeah, Jose, he used to suck my dick on Tuesdays. You're gonna get <laughs> fired. But like none of that, yeah, none of that.
2: Do you ever try those jokes again? I mean, it looks, I mean, it sounds mm-hmm. like you still remember them. Or...
0: I remember the gist of it, but it's not, especially with like how I tell jokes now and how the format of jokes goes. It's like, oh, I totally get why that failed. I totally understand. Ah. This was babbling sent paragraphs, getting to something. Okay. A joke is. This is the idea. This is what's weird about it. This is the turn. It's like you know, you need a very specific. I'm gonna way. get into
2: all that. I'm really interested in how you write jokes because right. I've seen you perform a lot. Um, cool. So you said you waited about a week until the second time that you went up.
0: Yeah, cause I was working nights still. I was working at nine one one, and my schedule is fucking five. How did you get that
2: job being graveyards? a nine one one operator?
0: So I'm trying to think back, um, back when I was like twenty ish, eighteen ish. 19-ish, I had a job. I always worked nights. I always worked graveyards. I always wanted to work nights. I'm not You're just a night person. I'm just a night person, yeah. Yeah. I've always, when I was in high school, I was always up late at night. And I got a job at a call center at ADT because I was like, ooh, you get to sit down at this job. It's not manual labor. That's cool. I can do computer stuff. It was real. It was pretty lame. Uh, But... It was security systems, and we would end up calling 911 operators a lot to, like, report Mm -hmm. alarms, and they always seem so happy. I was like, they always seem like they're in a good mood. They always seem like they're doing cool stuff every time I talk to them. What's that about? So I, like, looked into it, and then, like, yeah, it's a city job, so it's like, you don't need, you know, as long as you have a high school degree and you go take a test, you fucking, fucking apply. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, I wanted to, like, design video games in high school, and that fell through because I was like, I don't have money, I don't fucking, this is the whole thing. And so like I was good at computers. It's like typing fast is not a problem for me. <laughs> I program. Uh, what's
2: your word per minute count? Like I don't know typing. anymore,
0: but it's it's like it has to be like 70 something. Respect. Is like the that's the minimum to like get on, I think. Really? It's like 75 or something like that. Yeah, so oh, somewhere minimum. above that. Okay. <laughs> somewhere over I don't know what that is cuz I don't really give a shit. Yeah. It's been a decade since I tested. But okay. <laughs> it was minimum that.
2: Oh my God, that's wild, dude. Does that job make you nervous at all? You're handling like, um, serious situations.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not bo- bothered by much because I deal with a lot, you know? Like, it's yeah. kind of like I've learned um, initially, and there's like shit that bugs you about it, you know? There's definitely like bad calls and stuff, but I've, that's all compartmentalized, and a lot of it is like doing it as best you can. Like I don't fuck around when I'm at work. Right. Like I goof off and whatever just cuz I've been doing it for so long, you know what I mean? Like sure, whatever. I'm not all serious business, but like I know how to do my job. I do it well. Wow. <laughs> I don't make mistakes cuz everything we do is scrutinized so much. So like That's I know right. it's, it's everything we do is reviewed and over-reviewed and everything something goes wrong, every single step of the process has gone over. So it's like, yeah, I know. I know how to keep people safe. You want me? <laughs> you want me wow. when you're in trouble. But Um, it sometimes still does. It's definitely nerve wracking when you're like, oh man, we're getting slaughtered and uh, it's very busy and I don't know where my next uh, ambulance is coming from and we got two babies dying right now and I don't know what to, you know, it gets very, (laughs) it gets to that level. You have to handle that. Yeah, you have to handle that. That's, that's the, that's the thing is you're the person who has to answer for that (laughs) when it comes down to it. Oh, that plane crashed. Why weren't there 10 ambulances available? You gotta be like, well, (laughs) this is what was happening at that time. So. Wow.
2: I'm fascinated, really, by your job now. We could do a whole other hour. On. <laughs> Holy shit, that's crazy. Yeah.
0: Um, but, like, initially, that's that's dispatching just ambulances what I do now. I did 911 answering. Yeah. Or initially, I did that for, like, seven and a half years. Right. All in the same building, all the same shit, all for Denver. Okay. Um, that was pretty dope. That was nerve-wracking, but it's also a matter of... L- Deal with this now. Break down later. Uh. Like a lot of people, when they hear one of the things, because I would train operators by the end of it, you know. And one of the things people do a lot is when they hear some kind of like blood curdling scream, they sure. freeze up because it's like a gut thing, right? Like, yeah. Ah, you're going, ah! you're like, and then that you have to train yourself out of that. No. Type, <laughs> scream. <laughs> what are you typing? You're typing screaming. You're typing whatever the fuck you're putting in the address or whatever you've got for an address. If they're are calling. you
2: transcribing the? Comment? Yeah,
0: you're trying to. Yeah, you're trying to transcribe that because your dispatchers are reading that and they're. Trans, they're telling officers that wow. and uh, paramedics, all that. That's all going live. So whoever's answering the phone call, and sometimes you're doing both. Sometimes you're on the phone and you're talking to your units and you're coordinating responses. Oh my god! Yeah. So you're sending the fire crew and you're sending the ambulance and you're <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and you're like, all right, sir, put the gun down, please. don't you know you're doing that at the same time. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty wild.
2: Do you get crank calls at all?
0: Oh, all the time, constantly. The time. And that's a new thing. The fucking the Twitch streamers, they they SWAT each other now. What's they're, that? So it's a type of crime that sucks. You can you can do what's called spoofing, which is f- getting a fake phone number. Uh-huh. You call from a fake phone number, and you go, this guy I don't like. Say he stiffed me on Amazon, or uh, I don't like his face on YouTube. You figure uh-huh. out his address, and you go... There's a person with a gun there who's got their family held hostage right now, and you guys oh, need to go. And SWAT teams have kicked down. A guy got killed in San Diego over what it. What the hell? Yeah, it's a fucking crazy thing that people do to each other now. SWATing, it's called, and it's literally SWAT teams get called and deployed to people because we think something's happening when you're at the Whoa. 911 center. You're like, oh my god, I need, you know, yeah. So it sucks. That's a crank call. I've had. I had a buddy who, somebody who had like a fake hostage situation, and it was. April Fools after a half an hour get of trying to find out that person. Out of here, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like then you get shit where it's funny, where it's like the drunks get put in the in the detox van and they have their cell phones it's like, A man just kidnapped <laughs> me! Help! And we're like, Oh shit, and it turns out you know, it's just a drunk guy who Yeah, uh, we put him there and stuff. So it's all kinds of shit. It's always something new. It's always <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> it's everything. You never you're never like prepared for one hundred percent what's going on.
1: When's the last time you cried? Uh I found this out today, guys. Did you know that Noodles and Company won't provide the company, no matter how much you ask? Did you you know that? They will ask you to leave. Um... (laughs) Recently, my wife sent me to the store. She sent me to the grocery store to do the honey-do list get the groceries. And I came on eggs and I saw eggs. And then I saw cruelty-free eggs. And I was like, cool, I'm not going to be cruel to them till I eat them. I guess I'll buy them. And I didn't know this. Cruelty-free eggs are worth way more than regular eggs. right? Like, unreasonably more. Like, I didn't know cruelty was like a discount you could just apply to stuff. <laughs> I was like, do you guys have extra cruelty eggs anywhere? Do you guys have eggs where they beat up the farmer who's abusing the animals? I'll buy those I'm looking for a sale guys all right.
0: um pretty recently that's a new thing cry yes to okay. me that's I didn't start crying till Like, my divorce last year, pretty much. (laughs) Wow. I didn't, like, I wasn't, like, an automaton, but it was, like, very rare. It was, like, a friend died, and then maybe I'd tear up a little, or, you know.
2: Why did you cry last? Um,
0: I'm trying to think. Toy Story? No. Pepper? Was it? I don't know, I was probably wasted watching a movie or something. (laughs) 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 Something stupid. It wasn't something very, very good that I... Yeah, cause I, I watch like heartwarming videos and shit a lot now too. I uh. do that. I feel like it's part of. It's like a. It's like ah, oh, you have to feel this now. Like the internet's full of so much hatred and death. It's like now nah, watch something uplifting every once in a while. You so know? you're
2: looking for that.
0: I say every once in a while, yeah. I'm like, all right, let's watch. Oh man, there's a kid hearing for the first time. That's you know wow. what I mean. Oh yeah, like a dad giving a son a baseball bat. Yeah, I watch I that, like and that it's shit. like, or like the dad died, and the kid finds the thing a year later. <laughs> oh <laughs> my <the> god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm all about that now. <laughs> you need to appreciate that shit. Life is full of too much horrifying oh. shit. It. It's too much. Too much. I never death. look out for the dad
2: dying, dude. I just want to see the kid get a bat. Holy yeah! Shit. I never even
0: know. I'm just like, oh, what happens here? You know? Yeah, I click. I click all the clickbait when it's like, this is a story. I'm like, yeah, let's see what happens. Like, Fucking <laughs> hell,
3: oh
2: my god! Uh, how did you make comedy a habit or a consistent part of your life?
0: Um, ugh, at a cost. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. Really? I had to change my whole life to do it. Um, but, um. It's like the first thing I felt lo- that like felt right doing mm-hmm. that I was like, whoa, I like this. And it like it's I'm motivated to do it like a 911. I like helping people just in general. So mm-hmm. like I like that aspect of it. And that keeps me motivated for it. But there's a lot of bullshit you deal with. Just on a daily basis, just from people. Yeah. People call nine one one on their fucking racist over a parking complaint, uh, right? Fuck the, and it's like man, call you know, and then they, and then you just dealt with somebody whose like mother died in their hands, and you're geez, like fuck this person, yeah. you know. But you can't say that legally, and it's all recorded. You have to be like I'm sorry, I apologize. You can't you oh can't discourage God. people from calling. Yeah. So there's a lot of like that. There's a lot of like systemic problems. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cops beat up people, and you can't you can't take a stance on that. Unfortunately wow but (laughs) i have my opinions on it you know what i mean uh and and or like you know you treat that you see that you see all signs of it you see like how funding fucking works and the city's falling apart no one people at the top get raises while we don't have good equipment there's a lot of shit that just is draining i feel like working as a as like anything first responder related should be like a five-year thing and then it's like you need to like take a break (laughs) it should be bad just because it drains on you i've learned i'm glad that At seven and a half years, which is what I'm getting into, at seven and a half years, I actually took a step back. Because what I do now with my job is I'm able to make my schedule. So I work like three days a week. I'm part-time. I can't work full-time hours and stuff. So I don't work a lot. And it's actually, I, inadvertently, it's like, yeah, I'm not rich. But, man, I feel way better in my brain. Yeah. I feel so much but just being away from that.
3: Yeah. For certain
0: amount of time a day, part of that was doing comedy. It all came together. Wow. For comedy, I I worked as an airline operator and I was working like four or five days a week. And what sucked with that job too is they would force overtime sometimes. Ah. And they wouldn't have to tell you till like an hour before. So you have a show planned at seven. Right. There you're leaving at five, and they're like, "Hey, you have to stay till nine. And there's nothing you can do about it. Wow. Yeah. And so that was interfering with comedy. I was like, "Fuck this!" It was making me mad. It's not a priority. This is the thing I want to do. So I just stepped away. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave, and I'm gonna go fucking clean toilets or whatever the fuck. I don't care. Okay. And I went to go apply at another comic. Yeah, if I can name him, I don't know name names. So I'm not saying anything bad about him. Nick Dean, homie Nick Dean, hooked it up. He's he, was the, he was he ate it. a sandwich
2: on the floor the other day. <laughs> yeah, he's like the a best. Like ago. Nick Dean is wonderful. Workin wild.
0: Great storyteller. Absolutely cool. Yeah, dude. I love yeah. him. Um. He's hilarious and he's dope and he got me a job. He was working at a pawn shop at the time. Okay. And I worked there and like the first day, some like little girl came up to the counter with her dad, (laughs) and he was like, "I need to trade this toolbox." And the guy at the counter. Not Nick. Some guy who was training me was like, we'll give you like 75 bucks for that. And he's like, I need 100. And the little girl starts crying. She's like, so we can't get my uncle out of jail. Oh. And I was like, I can't do this job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: my
2: God. That's a ploy, dude. That little girl is fake as hell. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here.
0: Right? I know, but all I know is like I would fall for that. I was about to give her the money in my pocket. I was like, no way, I can't work wow. here. This is
1: trouble. <laughs>
2: Holy shit. What a little girl dude. She's gonna be a killer when she grows up.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was almost on cute, but I was like, Oh no, like they need this money for something. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, some of those have to be real, some of those stories. So I was like, I can't do this. And at the the hospital was hiring, which is basically where I work anyway. This is the same building and everything. But it was yeah, they were like uh, ambulance dispatch. You can come on as a part timer, and I was like, ooh, I'll, mm. I'll dig into that. And yeah, that was like four years ago. Um, and yeah, ever since then, I changed my life up for that. I make schedule so I can like do mics and make sure I get x amount of time on stage. Um, pretty much like I don't know. I think like six months in mm. is when all that like change happened. Once I went to like literally a couple of open mics. Not a couple, but yeah, like six months worth of open mics. Yeah. And I started, immediately in that time, I also started like reading everything I could about comedy, comedy about how to do it, what it is. I was like, because I was like, this is fascinating, but I also, is it viable? What is it? Yeah. And basically, no, but (laughs) Uh. (laughs) unless you get lucky, but you do have to treat it like a job if you want it to become a job. That's the philosophy. So I immediately was like, I need to treat this like a second job. So that was my philosophy i wrote a whole bunch i constantly was writing i looked up bombing so much i'm probably on some kind of watch list you know what i mean like oh, <laughs> just like
1: how to deal with bombing how to it, yeah but Jesus like Christ. it's not all
0: comedy bombing <laughs> it's what i yeah it, it's, unfortunately i googled it way too much but <laughs> like i definitely was like i gotta figure this out so yeah i made changes to my schedule and i d- could devoted writing to it i looked up like documentaries and shit and i was like all right i gotta write every day i gotta Try to find something funny every week. I gotta come with something new. And I just yeah made sure that I devoted myself to it. You gotta give yourself to the craft.
2: So you got this new job, motivated by comedy.
0: Mhm. It all kind of fell together. It like worked perfectly. It was like cool. Yeah, this will work. I You're don't like, have. I'm
2: sick of this. I want to do this, and this opportunity came up. Mhm.
0: You gotta, gotta have to make it.
2: Yeah, work it sounds for like you made your own luck, honestly.
0: Yeah, you you have to. It's like I'll clean toilets and do comedy if I have to. I don't know. I don't have to work out. But right now things are they're cool. But I'm also in a point where I'm like, nee, I gotta think about if I'm comfortable or what I'm doing. Like I'm definitely considering some changes in my life right now.
2: Yeah, when you when you first started, like, uh, were you doing well in the beginning? No,
0: no, no. It took me my graduate my not graduating class, but my starting class of comics. Like, yeah. is, is pretty big. I have I'm pretty lucky. My comic class includes a lot of dope people I got Besseril started with me Allison Rose started with me nice. Miriam Moreno started with me Evan Johnson started pretty close to me Jerry Kaiser wow. started pretty close to me Roger Stafford yeah. um, Grayson who quit uh, Zeke was about a year out from when I started okay um, but he showed up to town around when I started um, Wow a couple other people Bethany Hernandez who dropped out Megan Shahe a couple other people like yeah my class is pretty big a sure. lot of dope comics, and it probably took me longer than most of them to get, start getting booked regularly. Yeah. <laughs> it took me about a year. <laughs> Why? Before. What was up? I don't know. I just feel like I did bad and kind of, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, it's a luck thing. It's random. You can't get mad at the process. You can't. Yeah. You can't just do that because that's just going to always be a thing. Someone's always going to get booked more than you. Someone's always going to get booked less than you. Someone's always going to appreciate your stage time fucking bring thunder when you have the opportunity and hopefully you get more yeah that's that's right so the thing is yeah it it took me a while but then i started getting those chances and people were like oh he's funny and i started getting booked more so it didn't really matter in the long run and like it doesn't change your income tax bracket nothing changes you get the show you want and then back to (laughs) back Back to the ground yeah yeah, that's
2: it man Ah, jeez
0: so yeah, it didn't it didn't bother me, but yeah, I was I was pretty. I mean, and I'll admit I was pretty trash. I'm still right now in a weird phase where I'm like, man, now I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing now. Where I'm bad currently. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, how would you describe your style of comedy right mm-hmm. now? Because I've seen some of the um, comedy work sets on YouTube, mm-hmm. and it, it was a little bit like one liner. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you're still like that. You know, I've seen you tell stories. I, you once were like, uh, you know, you're. Neighborhoods getting gentrified when you start finding white claw cans outside instead of the forties.
0: Like funny things if that was like, me. That. Something like that. That I don't was you.
2: I swear to God that was you. Maybe.
0: Maybe I don't know. I probably said it. That <laughs> was like six months ago.
1: <laughs> probably. Yeah. That sounds right then. Yeah, I don't know. Something. But um
0: Yeah, like how would you describe your style?
1: Yeah, i trying to think.
0: I was trying to write my bio recently to fucking describe myself and I was like, I don't know. It's really hard to describe Styles of comedy, which you should. I like genres of sub metal. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be mostly random thoughts. It's definitely a laid back style. Everything yeah. I've done is laid. It's very laid. It's a laid back kind of disarming style. Yeah, that's right. It's kind of like that. It's like if I was to pick a martial art, because like kung fu movies and stuff, you know, I'd be like, <laughs> it's like the aikido of of comedy styling. It's not a hammer. It's gonna come hit you in the face. It's gonna you're gonna like. Get lulled in because I'm soft-spoken and I'm chill, even though I look, you know, crazy. Right. And then, you know, it's going to be funny because I know how to write. <laughs> I know how to do... I know. I, you're not
2: a super high-energy guy. You're not, like, screaming at the audience. I've tried,
0: or... and it just doesn't work for me.
2: Well, it's not, yeah. It's there's
0: not times when that works. There's times when you need to do that. Hmm. There's a couple. Like, there's here and there. Like, there's been... You're, at, like the brewery during a hockey game and the hockey game just ended. So the show's on now, but everyone wants to talk about the game. You're going to have to start yelling to get some of these tables to pay attention. Uh. Or I don't know. It's a dive bar (laughs) and you're in the middle of nowhere and it's like five people. And it's the the last guy was fucking depressing. And it's like, I'm not going to give that same energy and act like him. Hey, what's up y'all? This is a safety meeting. Let's talk about, and then I'm going to get him, you know, whatever I'm going to have to do. I mean, there's, it's all scenarios. It's all adapting. There's no real like definition to style. Interesting, um, but for the most part, I'm pretty laid back on stage, and I try to be because I want it to feel comfortable for everybody. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like the like this comedy's gonna burn everybody's brains. Uh, yeah. I don't like that. I when I started, I was like, I'm gonna do that, and you realize, no, nah, there's Doug Stanhope is a guy for a reason. He's his own. That's a thing already. Be just be funny. Just, just be. Yeah, yeah, and that's a lot easier when people don't expect you. <laughs> when uh. people have a preconceived notion. When you're, when you're like, hey, whatever, I'm just talking about chili fries. <laughs> and then you have a joke. It's, it's so much easier.
1: Uh, what's something the world would be better without? Mm. Recently, my wife said money's tight, and I was like, hell yeah, it is. <laughs> she was like, we're poor. I don't know if I'll ever own a home with the way my life is going. Uh, But I think I can kidnap someone who does. And being a homeowner owner... It's a nice second place. That's all I'm saying. That's that's all I'm saying. I have ideas to improve the world, guys. I want to drive a pyramid-shaped car. Right, car shaped like a pyramid, think about it. Ramps on all four sides, no more accidents, just stunts. Just, oh my God, this drunk driver is about to catch some sick air. This is gonna be incredible.
0: It's just thoughts, guys, they're all just thoughts. Man, a lot of stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mega corporations. Ah,
3: uh, yeah.
0: Kellogg's. We, if we, yeah, Nabisco. If we could, if we could, Ritley's. if we could, like, stop making Oreos. Greed, greed. Uh, greed. Let's say, let's take it to greed. Oh. Without mega corp- greed, because people act like nobody would make anything without greed. But I don't think scientists are like, I'm gonna make so much. Business is greedy. Right but i wish it was like
2: imagine a world without greed well that's a weird world to live in
0: it'd probably solve a lot of problems we have Dang. the means to solve shit we yeah. have we spent a trillion dollars on a plane we can spend a trillion dollars on food you know like it's all mm. it's all very it's all been said before it's sure, all very sure. like common knowledge and that's the problem it's like this is all basic shit we should all know why aren't we why aren't we doing it because some greedy motherfucker yeah. literally is wanting to throw wrenches in there
2: that's right Because someone wants to buy the rain.
0: The CEO of Nestle said it's extreme to consider water a human right. It's fucking, you know, those greedy motherfuckers that just want to ruin shit for everybody. That's the problem. So without greed. (laughs) Without greed, that's what I say. Let's get rid of it. Everybody share. Sure, we can eat a lot. Eat till you're fat. I think everybody can eat till we're fat. I don't think, you know, I don't think anyone would go without if we started sharing shit.
2: Eating's never been easier, man. Like you think about how
0: people used to get food; they would have to kill Mm -hmm. an
2: animal with a sharp tool. Yeah. Like. It's frozen in yeah. freezers and fridges with clear doors now. It's just mm-hmm. so easy to...
0: Yeah. And who's going to pay for it all? It's <laughs> like we have machines and stuff doing it. It's fine. We're, we're no one...
2: Uh, So how did you find the Mutiny Cafe?
0: Um, Just 5280 Comedy. Just Googling stuff. Just showing yeah. up to the mics there. Corey Healy ran it at the time. Shout out to Corey Healy. Shout out, out Corey. In, out in Omaha. He's a, he's a champ. He's a, a cool dude. He's like... Did radio stuff and he's a good comic and he's funny. He runs shows out in Carney now and stuff. Nice. Um Uh yeah, he he ran Mutiny and I'd show up and tell jokes. He was a real nice dude and he handed me the reins after like two years running it when he was Really? really on. Yeah, he was like, You I was like, Yes, absolutely. I guess Jim liked me too. Jim, you know, shout out to Jim. Shout
2: out, Jim. You always shout out Jim, yeah. Jim is the best. Jim he's is awesome, the man. That dude works so hard. He's there literally
0: every time I walk in. Uh huh. Jim is Absolutely one of the coolest people. And he like knows people in every band. He knows like every graffiti artist. He knows like all the coolest people. Like if you need wow. yeah, if you need a connection with other artists in the city, he's a cool dude to come to. No shit. He's he's a good for like creative ideas because he like has the podcast studio now and he like will let you run shows there and test No shit. way. Yeah, man, he's he's dope. They have punk shows in his shop on the weekends because literally He's like, I'll let bands, you know, are you kids on your first tour traveling through? He, yeah, and he'll, like, let them do their first thing and wow. put a bucket on stuff. Jim, Is that his building? Like, mm-hmm. he owns it? I, yeah, he owns Mutiny. They have, like, a 10-year lease now or something like that. I think ah. they just had a lease. But, yeah, he's the owner of Mutiny. He's still owned, like, Three Kings, some other stuff. No way. Yeah, Jim's got a hand in all kinds of stuff. He's tight. He's a he's a cool dude. That's he, a like, smart guy, then. Yeah.
2: Jesus, yeah. He's more yeah, than just, like, is, a barista, right? Yeah. Hmm? He's more than a barista that'll make like. Yeah,
0: a, you think he's a mild mannered barista? The dude is that's like a. Is an empire, yeah, runner. Dude. No, no. Wow. He's, he's the Wilson Fisk. He's like an the, empire,
2: but he'll make you like an almond milk mocha. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Fuck. Nicest dude. That's crazy. That's, that's you know that's an example to follow, man.
2: Um, what was hosting like initially? Like, mm. were you nervous as a host? Did you mess up yes. a little bit?
0: Um, I took Deacon Gray. Shout out Deacon Gray. Nice. Comedy works. Yeah. Um, um, new talent coordinator before he passed. Mm-hmm. I took his hosting class like a year or two in. Oh. Because uh, I wanted to like host the club and stuff and I wanted to like do stuff. Uh, but, um, <laughs> 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 but I took his class and he like laid out a lot of like the fundamentals and a lot of it made sense. It was like, oh, okay, your job is to keep the show going. Mm. And like I Googled, once again, I'd like to do research. I like to Google online and look at like stand up forums and stuff. Yeah. And there was a lot of like, nervousness but there's also a lot of like okay cool the idea is there as long as you keep the show moving it's really up to the comics to drop the ball like i used to feel bad when i bombed i was like oh no i ruined it for everybody and it's like no it's an individual thing the comic is responsible for their own time that's right unless you're a host you can really derail a show if you don't set it up right so it's more about get the show set up the host is there to get the idea And the expectation of the show. The first comic is there to set the pace for the show, and then you're up and running. What's the pace that
2: you try to set, or the idea?
0: Um, when I'm hosting an open mic, Uh it's this is creative time. This is a lab. I like Mutiny being a low stakes room. Yeah, because it's definitely one. I I no no lie, it's one of the least populated rooms for civilians. There's no alcohol there, so it's it's harder to get a laugh. But I like that about it. I like that it's a challenge. I like that it's an alternative space. I also like that you're gonna get like weirdos and punks wandering and off the street yeah. and just whoever's there. Sometimes college kids are there being cool or hipsters or whoever. There, there's a challenge there, and people don't realize it. People get demoralized because they see an empty thing. Right. But if you're good, you can pull those people. Some of that audience is actually brought in because people are funny. That's right. Yeah,
2: I've <coughs> seen that, where, like, a, a comic is doing well, and then people will walk from the pinball machines mm-hmm. and, like, fuck off for a bit and
0: just sit down. Yeah, man, that 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 ability is there. That room is there. And I like I... the
2: room itself a lot. Like, I, I've been saying since I started this, I did the first episode basically on the mutiny. Nice. It's just my favorite room. Yeah. And just... I kind of like, it's, like, just, like, a low, like you were saying, low stakes, man. Just go there, and for mm-hmm. any new comics that
0: are trying to do it, it's just... Like comfortable. Yeah, you're gonna go up whenever you go up. Stop complaining. That's know. right. Yeah, who gives a shit? Just go up, man. <laughs> well, you're funny when you're funny is the thing. People yeah. get mad about going up late, and you're doing yourself a huge disservice. Mm-hmm. You are doing your. I'm so glad that I actually took that beating my first year. In retrospect, that mm. I went on, uh, that I like, no one was booking me, and I had to like learn to be really funny and hard, and I earned like I got one of the last tabs at the squire when it was like the hard squire when it was wow. the fucking everybody's on purpose talking to avoid listening to you like i, I got the room one time you know nice. i earned it um the room is hard it's low stakes and it's not there you know it's like it's um i i'm all about learning and doing whatever i don't really have opinions on like you hey, shouldn't say this you shouldn't they? if you're gonna say something dumb i'll just dunk on you uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i know how to get to you this is freedom of speech works books but works both ways but um yeah, I I am about that and I like it and I also feel like, I don't know, like going up last or going up late or going up when it's terrible, mm-hmm. it does make you better. It makes you learn how to work in those environments and it turns out that room is everywhere. You never escape the fucking environment you're in. The shitty dive bar at two in the morning, guess what? You're going to drive six hours (laughs) and go to the next state over and a room just like that is going to be there, except now you have to be funny because you're getting paid tonight and you want to get invited back and you want your room. You don't want to get in fucking trouble. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you don't want it to be go difficult for you. You have to be good in that environment. So that's the thing that in the long term it actually helps you is going is doing those fucking difficult rooms on those shitty dive bars with nobody there. Yeah. That ends up being how you fucking subsist on the road is rooms like that every once in a while. And you have to be good in those environments. Somebody's watching. The manager of the bar is there like, Well, you didn't give me my full performance, fuck you. And if you're like shit. Wow. Yeah, then you get into wow. shit. But if you bring it, and you're good, and you're like, two people here? Fuck, hell yeah. What's up, bartender? What's up, guys? And you guys? fucking hate, you yeah. high-five the bartender, and people the, the two people there are buying you shots and shit. Fucking you rule, bro. I have another bar. Why don't you do that one next Friday? That's wow. what happens. So, yeah. <laughs> Learn to get good when it's hard, because that's fucking what pays off in the end. That's amazing. Yeah.
2: That is good advice. I remember, like, two weeks ago, you put me up second to last at yeah. Mutiny. And driving home, I'm like, I guess I kind of opened for the headliner then. Like, I just sort of found a way to make it okay. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I don't mind. Muni's also weird that people show up at random. Like, when bars close at one, they'll start popping in, and then you get an audience at the end, like... Crawford had, like, four or five people the other day, like, listening. It's cool. It's weird. But yeah, yeah.
2: It is weird how it works like that. Yeah, like, some teenagers will walk in with, like, chains, chain wallets. Just yeah. loud as hell. Yeah,
0: you're like, what concert lit out that this oh, is Jesus Christ, you? dude, get your shackles off. It's loud as fuck. Yeah, um, it's totally weird. But, right. yeah, I, yeah. sorry, you know, I didn't mean to offend anybody when I put you up last, but... <laughs> no,
2: no, no. Yeah, I'm not here to, like, call you out on it. Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny, because then I, I was driving home, and I couldn't find a place to leave my car. And I was like, well, there's two places that I couldn't get a spot, so... <laughs> I oh, no, There's always something, man. Whatever.
0: I'm, I'm good with it. That's um, how it goes, man. Yeah, and I got that treatment a lot, too, when I start. I got a year. I had a year, full year. And then, and then you start getting slightly better spots. And some of it is also, all right, so there's two styles of curating lists, right? Kay. There's like the, like in Chicago is where I've seen it the most extreme. Hmm. Like they have one open mic that starts at nine and you have to be there at five and wait the whole time. You <laughs> oh, have for four hours God. or else you don't get to sign up for example, and then there's other mics where it's exactly when you get there, so everybody starts lining up and arguing. They're like, did you get here at 9.33? I got here at 9.32, and, we, and we, you get into that. It's fucking annoying, but wow. then they go in order and everybody's happy and whatever, blah, blah, blah. That ends up sometimes, if you're trying to keep an audience, hurting them because the six fucking bad guys in a row are all awful and then it's great sure. jokes for half an hour. I don't like that. I don't, because that just limits it. There's yeah. Bucket, which is random, which is fine, but same problem. If you get eight shitty you people in a row, right. you hurt your audience. I'm more about like uh, the venue wants to make money. <laughs> Remember, you're here to sell drinks. This is Baumhauer advice. Greg, we're old school. <laughs>
3: Damn.
0: The venue needs to sell drinks. You need to make the business money. Don't shit on the venue. Keep the audience entertained. Right. So I try to put up people, I try to curate. I'll put up like a new guy here and there, but I'm trying to put up funny people. People who I know are going to have new jokes and are usually, I'm excited to hear them. Right. So it's kind of like, and that's kind of how, I don't know, I feel it helps Maybe I'm an asshole because it's like, well, one of you, Jojo, is funny. It's like I don't know the crowd laughing usually. <laughs> sure,
2: yeah, I mean, you've also been hosting it for years, though. Like you kind of yeah, know the groove of it.
0: It's a consistency thing. If I see people come in, and then there's also like the out of town favors. Somebody's from out of town. Ah, yeah. Always let people know you're from out of town when you're visiting. Hey, man, I'm in from Chicago. Hey, you got to travel tomorrow. Get up early. Like when I, I first started,
2: out. I would lie and say that I was from out of town to get up earlier. There but then go. when I kept going back, like at the White Whale room, the dude is like. Yeah. yeah, you're yeah. still still in town, really? He's like, you he said you yeah, drove people from remember, yeah. yeah, I'm like, fuck, I gotta stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The more I've done it, I'm just like, just be honest, just go up there and
0: just do whatever, just earn your stripes because everybody else has to. Everybody else has to, and, and, and it doesn't killers, do anything. Man. Going up second at an open mic does nothing. It does. It makes no difference. You're not funny right. just because the room is stacked your way. Guess what? You're gonna have to open a room later, and you're gonna have to learn how to be funny opening. Mm. That's a whole different thing. That's, That's a, a different thing. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah i never thought about that going up you're gonna
0: yeah that's when you start getting booked you're gonna get booked to open so what does it fucking matter you're Mm -hmm. you're not gonna get the room when it's hot (laughs)
2: interesting um what's the biggest regret in your entire life
0: Uh,
1: i don't know why they keep trying to make medicine so delicious it's my problem. It all tastes like grapes, strawberries, oranges. I don't like this. where this is going. I don't want that problem, you know? I don't want to be like, oh my God, these nacho cheese Advils are bomb. I can't stop. <laughs> I don't want that. Another medicine they gave me when I was a kid, Flintstones vitamins, right? Some of us remember this problem. Yeah, Flintstones vitamins. Pfizer's here. Look, the Flintstones vitamins, vitamins shaped like the Flintstones who were cavemen who had like the worst health care out of all people ever. Like at least put the Jetsons on there. Maybe they figured out some diseases or something. You know, like here, kids, eat something in the shape of people who died at your age. Right?
0: Mm probably not. Managing money better. Really? That's just a fucking shackle. Yeah, Were you, it keeps Like happening.
2: bad at it, and you just lost it, or
0: like, like I dropped out of college three times. That was three a bunch times. of debt that took me. Yeah, three times. Wow. I, made a debt. I paid that off. Um, but like, I had a thing early, early on, like in my early twenties, mm. where like I broke up with a girl I was seeing and I moved and I thought I was getting a job and then I didn't. So I lived off a credit card for six months while I was looking for a Whoa, job. Fuck, and that was a lot of fucking debt that I racked up. Yeah. Damn. And that was like a decade to pay that off just cause it kept going up and I'm you know, sure. and then I finally got rid of it. And then last that was one year without debt. And then last year a bunch of shit happened and I'm back in debt. So wow. <laughs> yeah, it's just annoying. It's like oh man, I wish I was just saving this whole time. I wish I, was, I wasn't so. Is that
2: what you wish you would have done? Started saving or like using money maybe not different? taking
0: those six months on the card. Maybe like done some just because that was just like the first in like just a string of bad habits and fucking. Sure. You know what I mean? Maybe just be more cognizant with money early on. Just because it's annoying. It's like like I'm thinking about like maybe maybe I should move, maybe I should travel more. And it's like, you Mm. don't have the money for any of that (laughs) bullshit. Sit down and shut up and work and get your jokes and, you know.
2: Damn. Are you good with money now?
0: No, I'm a little more disciplined with it. Okay. I have to be, because I work part-time and I don't benefit some shit. So I'm always, I'm definitely better at budgeting, but it's not as much of a resource Uh. now that I'm, more disciplined with it <laughs> back mm-hmm. when I was you know married and had two incomes and shit I really should have just been like oh let's pay off my debt in a year blah blah, blah. but I was like she I got time money, and we're good cool. yeah it was all you know it's whatever it's what it is money um would make life easier but it's not like I don't know I'm still happy like I'm not, I'm not That's miserable right. yeah
2: happiness is your own yeah, idea man.
0: man I live I live I live I have to live on my own terms pretty much you know I chill so
3: hmm
2: all right, let's, um, let's just get into talking about comedy specifically. You said that when you got into it, you started reading books about it, and you started like obsessing over it. What are those books that you were reading? What did you learn from um,
0: them? I didn't really read so many books, so much just articles online. A lot of things just written by your peers. Just okay. Talking. There's, a, there's a Reddit stand-up, and some of those have guides on them. I'm trying to think like who the guy's name is. Ron something? Howard. No, it's, no, it's like a monosyllabic last name. He came through and did the deer pile, mm. and he was touring the country at the time, and he wrote a whole guide on how to tour, and mm. it's so dope. It's just like, his is like way better than what, he like got a sponsor and all this stuff. He took it to the next level. Wow. And he was like driving a car that was like part of a whole thing on YouTube, and, and so like nice. social media or something. But Very he talks smart. about like, hey, wear shorts when you drive. Small things. If you're in a car for nine hours, don't get swamp ass. <laughs> Have shorts and change. Little things like that. Wow. Brilliant. Wow. Yeah. Hey, get fruit so you don't get fat on the road. In the morning, it's cheap. Buy a couple apples and then you don't have to eat so much on the road. Oh,
2: that's very thoughtful. Yeah.
0: Get up and get those continental breakfasts. Steal those fruits and you know, shit like that. Just things mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, man, this helps so much. So I read a lot of like that. Okay. Um, like Crawford, Anthony Crawford in town has a podcast called um, Talk and Shop. Okay. Where it's veteran comics telling you everything about comedy, how to no do way. it. Yeah, Sam T's got one on like how to, Sam T, shout out. Yeah. Um, Titans of the game. Yeah, man. He's, you know, one of the, one of help me out a lot in the scene. Um, nice. But it has a whole guide on how to tour also. How do you plan looking at a map? And what highways you can look at shit. And my and my buddies have used that to to do that. And you know, like Nate's, it's, it's uh, Phil Palace all telling you like how you got TV credits in this day and did all this yeah. and people breaking down how to write jokes. It's good, man. There's a lot of resources out there. A lot of your fellow comics are just writing and, and chronicling how to be good at this. <laughs> that right. makes it We're way easy for you. We're trying to work towards this one thing, man. We just want to be funny. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of dope stuff. Um, I didn't read a lot of. Books, just because I'm dumb. Um, ah. I read, like, like The artist Way. I'm working through that right now. Really okay. Slowly. Um, I didn't read, like, The Comedy Bible or whatever. I've got it, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah, I don't um, even know what that is. There's one called, like, The Comedians, which is, like, A History of Comedy. that's really tight. I read that. Okay. That.
2: And those are helpful, though?
0: Kind of. It's just more insight-type stuff. Okay. Um, like, as far as, like, writing, it's more the lifestyle and kind of the uh, the stuff that isn't explained to you. Because I get going on stage and writing a joke. Once i figured out, like, oh, okay, this is a premise, this is a punchline, this is a turn, this is a couple turns, then it's like you can run with that. Then it's just like, okay, right, what's a topic? What do I think about that? And it's really more like can I extract funny from this idea?
2: So that's how you write jokes? Like-
0: mm-hmm. I write every day, or I try to. Uh, this year I'm taking a little bit of a break. I'm trying to, like but yeah normally write every day and my goal is very simple it's one thing that makes me laugh that's it is right till I'm like and then I'm done and that's it that's that's the minimum yeah okay, if i want to i can minimum. write more i can sure. be, but normally that's it just one thing that makes you laugh. it's easy cuz it's like 10 minutes sometimes it's half an hour uh. um but um, I do that and then 90% of it fails. You go on stage and you just do the joke. I just, I'm very like clinical about it. I'm not like hurt when I fail it. I'm like, I don't care. If so I'm like off. if a
2: joke doesn't do well, but you believe in it or you think it's really funny, how long until you give mm, up on doing it?
0: I do it for like a weekish. Okay. And then when it doesn't work, it's not gone. It's just on the shelf. And I'm like, maybe I have to like do this backwards or something. I'll come back mm. to it. Mm, some things just you can't get to work and then some things I realize are very specific not every drug works everywhere like I was telling a joke about like suicide for a while okay and I was like Man, especially in Denver, you get booked a lot like Friday night brewery shows. People are there to party. No one wants to hear about death. No one wants to. <laughs> ah, <laughs> it's yeah, not yeah. time to talk about the fucking person you heard shoot themselves on the phone right now. It's when not. When is
2: it time to talk about that?
0: That's more like is it like midnight and it's a bunch of hipsters and they're willing to listen to your <sighs> okay. experience? Okay. Is it cool punk kids? Is it like a crowd that's more open to th- willing to hear about like tragedy and Sure, and not
2: like a showcase. They'll come with you.
0: Exactly. Like it's still a sh- like comedy. It's the same thing, but there's different types of audiences. You have to learn how to read a room. That's yeah. so important. You have to be aware. Awareness and like empathy goes a long way. Yeah. To like figuring out if what you should talk about that night. When you walk into a venue, you should be like, mm, All right. And just think about that because that's gonna hurt you (laughs) yeah if you're you see it and there's and it's funny when there's like like uh when i was doing a show with like will montgomery william (laughs) Mm. like i don't know if you knew him i don't think so he he was a dude that had like a character that he does okay and so he was like oh no he could tell when he was gonna do bad (laughs) because they're not gonna like me it's like there's nothing i can do because i'm locked into this you know what i mean Mm. but like that awareness is important and so like there is a time to talk about suicide there's a time when the crowd is on your side and if they're like they're about like you or they're like a sto- they listen to stories talk about it man like uh, there's some towns where they don't like one liners like they just don't What you show up and you do them and you're like oh and then you realize oh they want you to talk to them they want you to Oh, they they, want stories. They want, yeah, they want you to talk to them like you're an uncle telling reliving a story. Like, you figure that out when you start traveling. Different scenes and different towns have different vibes and different styles. Are you able to tell,
2: like, right away now when you see a room? Does it take a little bit?
0: Do you need to see Um, one guy go up? Once I hear, yes. You can't assume just by looking at them. Okay. That's death. Cause yeah. Because then you're going to shortchange yourself. You're going to make assumptions. You're going to think, oh, these old people don't want to hear dirty jokes. And then the next comic goes up and tells dick jokes the entire time and crushes. And you're like, oh. It, yeah. So I don't do that. I look at the room and I go, I think this is going to, and I plan my set kind of. And then I like listen to the host set and I listen to like whoever's up before me if there's anybody. And I try to go, okay, they're kind of more receptive to jokier jokes. They're kind of listening.
2: What does that mean, a jokier joke?
0: Oh, uh, like set up punchline. Okay. Like a straight up, you know, closer to a one liner. Ah. Um, more slapstick or less brutal or I'm like, oh, or like, you can hear it sometimes. Good hosts especially will do that. They'll tell two or three different, like, themes of jokes. Right. If you're listening, if you know, <laughs> if you pay attention to that stuff, when you hear it, you know it. When you hear the harder laugh, they're like, oh, okay, they like puns. They're liking <laughs> sillier jokes. Oh, cool, they're laughing harder. Cool, I got that. Wow. Okay. You can go out. Yeah. That's at least how I do it. I don't know if it works, this is all bone casting at the end of the day. You can still bomb, you know, even with that guaranteed method of success. But (laughs) that's how I try to do it when I'm on a show. I'm generally like listening to how they're responding to what type of thing.
2: And then do you have a set
0: like I have an idea what I want to talk about. Like these are the three jokes I want to say, but a lot of it's open. A lot of it I'm willing to be like, All right, yeah, cool, I'll I'll switch it up. I like this joke. I don't do this often.
2: Really? So you kinda just think of it on stage, like, hey, I might as well just do this. It kinda just popped into my head.
0: more recently I've been trying to do that okay. which sucks. Actually, that's not yeah Why are you trying to do that? Because I want to be more in the moment and I want to be able to just do all my material ah. That's the thing I want to because that's the thing. I'm not getting long sets as often There's a there's like a weird wall. I'm at right now. because hmm. it's like I'm not a headliner, right? I'm like a feature, but I'm not a feature anyone's taking on the road. I'm not regularly doing feature sets. So I'm yeah. trying to be like, all right, what are the other things that I do? Blah, blah blah. Let's do this and blah, blah, blah. But I still want to give people a good show. So I still want to have cohesion to my acts. So I still want to have two. These are the three new hot jokes that I, that go together. Well, this is five minutes. Let's do this in the middle. And then kind of try to finagle ah. my way around that. Are they into one-liners? Cool. Let's start off with two minutes of one-liners and then let's do jokes. And oh, Man.
2: Um, what's the best comedic advice you've ever heard?
0: <laughs> I like Ben Roy's advice that I heard early on that was like don't fucking listen to anybody you know, like to do whatever you want
2: like, and you oh. listen to him now
0: yeah exactly that's yeah. the, that's the f- I like that about it okay. uh, that's very really good um, um, yeah that's pretty good advice I don't know there's just basic shit just be be like mindful stuff that applies to life applies to comedy a lot it's like, don't talk shit about the venue. You sure, know? Like, sure. don't, you know. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of that basic advice is good. And there's also been, like, specific advice I've gotten from specific comics that has helped a lot.
2: Like, specific to you, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, that's been really cool, so it's kind of, like, hard to translate. Like, I was told to, like, leave the mic in the stand. When I started, it was like, "Oh yeah, I avoid eye contact. I'm very shy. I'm very like." Sure. You're just and now you I don't know. give a shit. Now I'm like, whatever, oh, and no, I can take it out and wander around. Now you pick the stand up sometimes. Yeah. Now I sit down a lot. I got told to stop picking up the stand. That's like a Sam. It's like a leftover thing. Sam, T picks it up a lot. It's a, kind of like a I don't know. Why it's, is that bad? It's not bad. It's just kind of like a I don't know. It's like a very specific mannerism, and it's like uh-huh. I don't want to just be doing. You just
2: you know. don't want that, though.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't want like one specific thing. What I'm trying to do right now, specifically is like harness being very still (laughs) and like sitting down a lot and being like slow with how I talk and doing that because for a long it's just a stylistic thing I want to try it's more tools in the box gotcha Uh, gotcha anytime that's that's then it keeps it engaging for me because I feel like like, I wrote one-liners for a long time, or right. not for a long time, but I had them a certain amount, and then it's like, it's very hard to think in that style, and it's also like, there's already a one-liner guy in town. There's already, like, Zach Reiner destroys one-liner. Why would I even try to, it's being done by the king, y'all, like, <laughs> mm. you know what I mean? I was like, this kind of feels derivative, and kind of like, it's cool, but also my brain doesn't think that way, somebody's doing it better, just, all right, cool, I know how to write in that style.
2: So you don't think there could be, like, more than one-liner?
3: one?
0: No, there can, but that's just how my brain works. So that's, that's uh, like, why I got disinterested in writing one-liners. You know what yeah. I mean? That's how my brain works, and I was like, all right, let's try telling, like, jokey or observational shit. And sure. then I did that for a while. And then, like, I don't know, two, three years of writing in that style, and now it's like my brain's just kind of, once again, it's like, eh, you kind of know how to do that. And it's... Un- the audience starts seeing it coming is the other problem.
2: The one-liners.
0: When you get formulaic in your joke writing, yes, during your act, if you tell jokes in a certain style, if you do like observational shit, they're going to tell, oh, he's going to, it's this word that throws it up. And so you have to switch it up. That's yeah. the other problem. And so that's the thing. When I did one-liners, they started seeing where the turns were, and it started like being less effective. Ah. Once again, when I started on observation, once you start doing longer sets, 20 minutes, they start fucking calling your shots. So now that's why I'm trying to be like, let's tell stories so I can engage them and do something else that's different. It's both for, yeah. for me and them. So it's all just a process, man. It's all just switching it up. I think
2: that's my weakest um, aspect in comedy is telling stories. It's mm-hmm. something I'm not good at. I'm fucking terrible at it. Memorizing no. a whole story, like I'll forget one thing. I'm like, fuck, that was like literally the entire reason <laughs> that it's important and I didn't say it. I'm just rushing to the punchline. Mm-hmm. How are you getting better at telling stories?
0: Um, it's a confidence thing. The more you do it gotcha the better you are at it the more i'm willing to sit in silence or i'm willing to sit in the build-up because i know a funny joke is coming because i know how to write a joke because i've been writing jokes (laughs) it's a confidence thing i've been doing it and then like once again once you start traveling once you once you get your like 20 minutes together okay that you're like solid you're gonna travel to other cities you're gonna lose money and shit but you're gonna (laughs) be able to do 10 minute spots on other shows because we're going out of town or they'll honor you that's when you gotta fucking be good, is those 10 minutes. And so that's kind of like, um, I'm trying to think like how to put this like, okay, that's when you gotta be good, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when it's easier to be dope. And it's like, it's you're traveling. Like, yes, it's cool and you do your 10 minute spots. But when you get into like longer spots, um, like when we're doing 20 minute spots, it gets just a little harder. And so part of it is honestly filling time. It's like stories take a longer time to fill, and it's cooler, it's better for my act. But it's also, yeah, it's just a matter of, like, I've traveled to all these places. Right. These jokes have been funny to everyone. Yeah. This joke has worked for tourists in New Orleans. It's worked for rednecks in a sports bar in Texas with cowboy hats on that bought me shots because they like me. It's worked in Boston during the fucking baseball game to a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. It's worked in Chicago to hipsters in a room. The joke has worked. I know it's funny. I have that knowledge now. So yeah. I can sit and wait on something more because it's like I know because of travel, you know what I mean? Once you once you have tested your material more, you get more confident about it. Right. And so when you do longer sets or when something's failing, you're more confident in it. You're like, all right, they did not like that joke, that's fine. I got something in the pipe, don't worry. Like mm-hmm. you're it's just it's just a time thing. It's just literally the longer you do it. Interesting, the interesting. better you feel about it, and so like telling a story is a new skill to me, but um, it's easier to adapt because I'm more comfortable on the mic. I'm not thinking about where I'm looking at. All that stuff is secondary. I've had the experience. You now.
2: don't get nervous anymore, right?
0: Not as much. It's still, every once in a while, it depends on the crowd. There's people that I psych myself out about, and it's definitely like the stakes of the show and shit. Sometimes, I mean, right. it's all, it's all, it's all doesn't matter. Like if but, it's an all Mexican crowd, you get really nervous. I honestly will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, will they like me? I don't know. Especially because I don't really, I have like a bit on the wall. And that's about it. I don't really talk about anything else. I'm not like, I speak Spanish. Lord. Right. Sometimes that's what they want. It's fucking annoying. Do you have
2: any jokes in Spanish?
0: Mm-mm. No. I have like one now where I like speak Spanish for a sentence, which is pretty fun. Ah, okay. But that's about
2: it. Um, and it's just some comedy etiquette questions. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about comedians that take notebooks or phones up on stage? Like, during open mics.
0: Open mics, who cares? You're learning. It's we a lab. Shit, right? Yeah, it's a lab, man. It's You're, you're punching meat in the freezer like fucking Rocky. <laughs> do, do, do what you got to do to survive. When you're on a show and they're paying you 50 bucks, maybe be professional.
2: Memorize it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when a comedian performs, what do you think about a comedian that leaves right after they get off stage and just and just
0: leaves mm, I don't really I don't know it all depends <laughs> really because um, honestly even the notebook thing I'm thinking I'm like if that's part of your act I can bring your book and your phone or whatever mm. you know? even if it, but if it's a crutch no but like um some people got kids. Some people got to work early in the morning. Okay. Some people got other stages they got to get on. Some people are doing a run of mics. I don't care. Like
2: you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. You right? got a life, man. Yeah. If
0: you don't, and then like hanging gets you booked and stuff, you know. So it's like they're, you're If anything, you're missing out. Like I feel that sometimes. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I gotta leave, but I'd like to hang out. Sometimes I regret it. Um, if you're on a showcase, it's probably courteous to stay and watch the show unless you got another uh, show to get to. That's right. Yeah. If you're at an open mic. It's whatever, man. I, I I, try to give the courtesy of staying and watching the next, like, two to three people. Right. At, At least. least. At least. That's yeah. right. Even if I got to go, it's like, let me watch the next, like, two, three, eight, and then we'll dip. If I got because I got to give people rides and shit. Some people have been there. Ah. Stuff like that. Um, You know, yeah. Some people are other people's rides. It's like, if you got to leave, you got to leave. If you're on a showcase, probably stay and watch the show. Show appreciation. Thank the host and shit after. Yeah, you know, you got booked. I do that for sure. I'm never, I'm never, or I try to at least. Mm. I might leave right after the show if I bombed, but <laughs> That's just because
2: you want to cry in your car. Right yeah, now, yeah,
0: or have somewhere to go. You know, like my time is. I have a weird life, so I'm constantly like leaving.
2: Yeah, your life is strange. Yeah. The the job that you have, and then the hours, like so. After
0: Mutiny, are you just up the whole night? Mm-hmm. That's why, yeah, I record my podcast after at three in the morning because I'm just up. <laughs> That's wild. How did, Why did you want to start a podcast? Um, I kind of always wanted to, just as, like, a project. I had one with Ben Duncan for a little bit.
2: Ben Duncan's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, me and him had a podcast where we listened to music, and we, like, we talked about new music we were exposed to with people. Mm. Um, that was very short-lived, but it was very fun, and, like, I just, like, I just... Like it, the one I started specifically, and what I wanted to was, I wanted to get comfortable talking with no stakes and just being comfortable. Yeah, just. That's right. I don't have to be funny, I'm just talking right now. Talking. And live at three in the morning is a great time. No one gives a fuck. That's <laughs> so I crazy, fail. man. It doesn't matter. Um, and I so can, how can people listen to that? Because it's... It's qu- on Mixler.com slash 3AM, three, you know, lettered, lettered out, not that. Okay. Um, And, yeah, I just get on there at 3 in the morning, down time, and I talk for about 10 minutes. Just, Once a week? Yeah. Just okay. Wednesdays, just right after me, because otherwise I'm working. I don't have a regular thing. But I always take Tuesday nights off, so. <laughs> and then uh, I call random people. Okay. Other have, comedians or? People who have agreed to be on the list. Comics, a couple musicians, a couple just random. Sure. People that I know. Plumbers. And then, yeah, anyone who wants to be a guest, hit me up. Uh, <laughs> and then nice. I just start calling people and have a random conversation for like 20 minutes. Interesting. Based on whatever my stream of consciousness led to. Based on whatever the fuck I'm thinking about. Usually something negative for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Because it's 3 a.m., dude. That's
2: yeah. why. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. You, know, you think about away. negative shit at 3.
0: That's what I like about it, yeah. That was always like a weird time. That was always like at nine one one and stuff. That's bars close at 2. Okay. Okay. So drunk drivers, 2.30, 3 a.m. people get home. They're either fucking or they're fighting. Uh, and the people who have failed at the bar have already gone home at midnight and they're all suicidal or they're thinking all the crazy people are left unattended. Yeah, 3 a.m. is a weird time. No one's up for work yet, so it's just a strange
2: Yeah, it's that's a, a really time.
0: weird time, dude. Uh-huh, it's a weird time. It's the witching hour, traditionally. What does that mean? In Christianity, Jesus was crucified at 3 p.m. and so 3 a.m. is considered the inverse of that oh and so it's considered the witching hour. It's considered an evil time and in like the middle ages or, or Puritan times or whatever the fuck that was like when supposedly witches would, would congress with demons and stuff that was <laughs> oh, like when shit. the gate was the, the the closest it wasn't midnight that's uh, metal as
2: fuck man honestly
0: yeah man three is the number of change growth and creativity in tarot
2: Wow, is that why you picked 3am, honestly? Like oh, it's that, very thoughtful. A lot
0: of yeah, a lot of that stuff came together. You yeah. do stuff and then you're like, oh, all right, yeah, and you find
2: comedy, rule of threes.
0: You find you find meaning.
2: Um, have you ever been in a fight, like a fist fight? hmm Yeah.
0: I'm trying to think last one I was in. Yeah,
1: let's talk about it.
0: Several years ago.
1: <laughs> it's terrifying, guys. Weird world I grew up in. Another thing that happened to me when I was a kid, some of you remember this, pictures of missing kids on milk. That was a thing, right? Yeah, that was strange. Before the Amber Alert, it was like a scary dairy situation, you know? Good morning, your peers are missing, you know? Like, that was a weird move to me. That was a very strange move. They should've put the picture of the missing kids on coffee. That's what adults are drinking. What are kids gonna do? About all these missing kids? Who thought Three Ninjas was a documentary back in the day? Like who? <laughs> I feel like if you're a kid and you see a missing kid, you're now a missing kid too, man.
0: <laughs> it's a little dark. We'll swap it up. Did you win? No. I don't I don't win fights. fight. There's no really winning hmm. What happened? Like- I mean, I guess I'm trying to think I was at a concert. Kay. So I'm trying to think like what it was. It was uh I can't remember the bands, but it was like basically it was like yes, yeah, This was like early twenties. Was my last fight. <laughs> it was like a hardcore band and then like a metal band, and then like the odd, the the fans of those two were fighting a lot throughout the night.
3: Yeah.
0: And then this dude jumped up and his butt hit my face, so I just punched. Just I just a like gut reaction because <laughs> I was like, Ugh! I just punched him like in the kidney or something. I can't oh, remember wow. where I punched. Him. He turned around, he's like, you punched me in the back. I was like, your fucking ass. And then we start fighting. And then security came. We both just left. It was like, all right, well, <laughs> that was the. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, we okay. just started pushing and punching, and then oh no, that wasn't my last fight. I fought my neighbor when I moved in last year. No shit. Yeah.
3: Whoa.
0: Um. Yeah, I forgot. I was. What happened? The, I was happened moving here? in. My building is in the hood, and uh-huh. I was I was literally moving all fucking day, <laughs> and my neighbor was drunk, passed out on the stairs of oh, building, and I was moving stuff over him, right. <laughs> And yeah, just like moving my boxes, stepping over him. And then, like, right after the very last box, like, he starts getting up and I'm moving. I'm lifting the last box. And from behind, he fucking grabbed me and, like, oh. by the neck and pulled me. And just started, I was like, Aah! and I started, like, fucking punching him. And oh then, like, his God. brother came out of somewhere and pulled him, pulled him away from me. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Jesus. That dude. was the last fight I was in. I forgot. I fought that drunk dude. Oh my
2: God. Is he a good neighbor? <laughs>
0: I think they got evicted. I haven't seen them. I saw them a couple times, and I haven't seen them since. Oh, like, shout out so, to them, A couple man. months ago.
2: I hope they're listening.
0: Yeah, it was weird.
2: Um, just a couple more questions here. We're almost done. Yeah, um, man. What do you think, how do you think the community could be better here in Denver?
0: Comedy community?
2: Comedy community.
0: Ooh, all right, let me, hot takes here. Huh? Hot
2: takes, let's do it. Uh,
0: no, here's the thing. Denver used to have a reputation for being mean. Hmm. When I started, that was, like, on the cusp of going away. Okay. But that meanness, I feel like also kind of gave a drive to do better. Just being honest with people who sucked at comedy. Right. Um. That's kind of gone away, and it's like gold star no matter how you do. And it's kind of like, mm. I feel like that, I get it. I get positive reinforcement. Like, you think
2: it's like a participation league,
0: almost? It's sometimes. Not all the time. Okay. Well, it's weak, like we act like it kind of is, right. but then it really isn't. Then you mm. see who gets booked on the same five shows and whatever. So, it's kind of weird in that aspect. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a friendly cult, almost. Um, Interesting. I don't know. I feel like maybe maybe a little more honesty and a little less drama. Let's all just write jokes yeah. and be dope. I feel like that would be kind of the thing. I don't know. Um... There's all kinds of, there's all kinds of little things to be annoyed about, but none of it really matters. I'm pretty happy here. Like Just I'm, less drama. Yeah, our scene rules. Honestly, I think it does, man. You go to other places and people talk about our scene. They're like, no wow. shit. Yeah, that's people, awesome. People are like, the Denver's comics are really funny. They're really good. We go on festivals and we bury people. Dude. We fucking yeah. No matter where you go, everyone knows Sam T. Every yeah. city we've been to, they know him. That's People, crazy. Yeah, dude. Our city has a very good reputation. Our city, like, and it's good that we keep that. Keep being cool and out of towners. Keep hooking, hooking them up. Yeah. Because you go to other towns and li- like, yeah, it's crazy. It's like Denver's literally like, hey, oh yeah, from Denver. Oh fucking, I know. That, you guys are tight, and yeah, wow. it's cool. Our city has a dope rep. We're wow. from a very good place to do comedy. There's so
2: many killers here, man.
0: Like, yeah. And oh, we're okay. like very progressive. We have a reputation for that. We have a reputation for having good audiences, for paying. We have all our reputations are pretty dope. Yeah. And that and our drama. That and our we have weird drama. That's yeah, I don't know
2: about the drama, dude. I'm so <laughs> so, so new to this. Like I have no idea what it is. To me the drama is at Mutiny when a comic's performing, other comics are laughing, like yeah. on the side. Yeah, no. That's like as
0: dramatic as I was. No, when I was in Worcester the AIDS thing, were you do you know about that? Somebody the AIDS. I'm not gonna not, damn name name names, but somebody was accusing another comic of giving them AIDS. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. It was Whoa. Like, I got blackballed in a city over some drama, over some bullshit for oh a bit. Oh my god. Yeah, I had a comic here who accused me of being a misogynist and fucking went to another city and tried to tried to screenshot me even though the conversation was pretty like Hey, I'm sorry this happened to you. But oh you don't get God. special privileges. Yeah, I didn't say anything mean. <laughs> yeah. But a comic literally had AIDS and
2: just wanted to blame someone.
0: He was claiming that another one gave it to him. That was a pretty recent one. Uh, yeah, there's always drama. There were shows. Were you here for the witches? Were you doing comedy yet when the witches were shutting shows down? No. Yeah, there was a protest thing. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, our scene is known for some big ass drama for some cool the witches. Yeah, there was a there was a feminist protest witch brigade that was that was trying to shut down shows and getting venues to cancel stuff.
2: Wow, because they weren't women
0: friendly? Is that. Um, It it was an individual hiding behind that cause who was upset about not getting booked and claiming that. Who was actually uh recently attacking women-owned businesses <laughs> by other like comics an idea of who this is. yeah you, you i'm sure you know but anyway that's yeah it's just, our that person is yeah. so well known that i've been to other states and they're like i'll book <laughs> anyone but anyone named that <laughs> like oh yeah God. that's yeah our drama gets around dude it's tight whoa holy shit dude <laughs>
2: shout out denver that's fucking awesome man um so what's the goal for you in comedy
0: like end game yeah end game End game would be in an ideal world being able to tour and make a living off comedy. Yeah. Or being able to make a living off writing for something. Mm, punch like a TV up show or. Yeah, a TV show or punch up for another stand up. I'm really good at tag and shit. You know, like. Would um, you
2: really do that? You would like writing for another comedian.
0: I would love to. I don't give a fuck about fame. <laughs> if I could you make a living and just fucking this guy's famous and I write for him, that would be... I'd be set. Interesting. I don't give a fuck. I just care about being funny and doing jokes and doing comedy-related shit.
2: Like if a joke works but somebody else gets to laugh, you don't feel like that was supposed to be your laugh. No. No.
0: I care laugh. about the funny. I care, oh shit, it worked. Hell yeah, everybody's laughing. That's and then you funny. feel good and that's it. That's year. it, man. I care about the joke. That's why I like like writing with other people and giving tags to people. Because I care about like the funniness of it working. I, that's That's the thing I'm concerned with more so than like the feeling I get I just like that it's funny it's like that's fucking great we're all laughing nice we're yeah that's that's the appeal of it to me so yeah I wouldn't care if I write and and people who write for other comics test their shit doing stand-up anyway Mm -hmm. so I would be testing the jokes I'd be doing stand-up and anything yeah anything like that would be the ideal I like as much as I love helping people and doing nine one one and I've done all that shit you know, the more I think about it, the more like, do I really want to listen to Grandma's Die for 40 years? Like, do I really? You know oh, what I mean? Dude. Like, I've liked helping people, but it's so draining, and it's just Damn, fucking, ugh. I love, fucking wild. I love it because it keeps me engaged. It's never boring, but I also, like, I feel like it drains on my soul. And, and doing stand-up, it's just like, there's none of that. I just do funny. If I fuck up, or oh, whatever. You can get drunk and you forget about it, you go do something else. Like, yeah. I like that about comedy. It's so nonsensical. In that it's yeah. you know, <laughs> it's like it's almost it's a scam. Where the fact that I've I've been able to go somewhere and someone's handed me money for some bullshit that's come out of my mouth, that's that incredible. Feels like it's like, like yeah, sorcery. It's crazy,
2: yeah, yeah. I understand that. That yeah.
0: To get paid for that,
2: how close do you think you are to your goal then? Uh,
0: I'm fucking. I don't know if it's ever gonna happen. <laughs> uh. I can't expect it. I go in with no expectations. That's that's how I do shit. I don't. I'm not like oh this is the you want to set yourself up for success. Sure. Like I work hard. I definitely, like, I write, like, I'm not writing as much, but I'm also, like, doing side project type shit. And I'm also, like, with stories, it feels like I have to, like, let it sit in my head for a bit. And then, like, every, like, three days I sit down and I write it out again. Mm. Because if I wrote it, that story out every day trying to improve it, I would go crazy. That's the kind of the problem okay. I'm running into right now. So it's a weird creative thing. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I can't even say that I'm... I'm already doing the thing I want to do. I want to do comedy, and I'm doing it. So it's it's very hard for me to be like, "What's the end game?" I don't know. I don't give a shit. I can't expect it. I don't know how close I am to, you know. I'm as close to making leave off comedy as I am to winning the lottery tomorrow, buying a scratch mm-hmm. ticket. You know what I mean? Like it okay. doesn't matter to me. That's all immaterial. Sure. Right now I get I'm doing two shows tomorrow that are gonna be fucking tight. Right. right. One's gonna be at midnight, it's gonna be in a weird place, It's gonna be at Muni. <laughs> nice. Like I'm doing I d I get to do cool shit already. I already get to hang out with cool motherfuckers. I've met right. some of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. You know, I've had a burger with with Mo Alexander. I've fucking, I've, i fucking, you know, Todd Barry shook my hand and told me I was funny. I've already gotten to do crazy shit that I never thought. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's yeah. fucking. It's tight. I'm already happy with where I'm at. So regardless, you know, I don't need the, I don't need that endgame. game. I think if, you're
2: wearing the High Plains right Sure. Yeah, there Were you go. Were you there when uh, Kyle Kinane came to Mutiny? Not to Mutiny.
0: Because I just saw pictures of
2: him at Mutiny, and I was like, oh fuck, that
0: looks. I saw him at Three Kings. Oh. The f- the the first year I got on high plains, yeah. I don't know if I'm getting it this year, honestly. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the first year I got on, I was hosting mutiny for about. And Rory Scoville was the secret guest of the show, and just fucking crushed. Wow. And it like changed. It was like, oh, you could be funny anywhere. He didn't give a fuck. He just talked yeah. about for a bit about how weird it was. Then he, I was like, oh man, it like changed how I viewed it, You know, it was cool. Wow. So yeah, man, I like yeah, like that that was cool and yeah, I got to do hyper last year and it was fun. It's you know, it's tight. It's I get to do cool shit already, so I don't know. I don't know that I worry about endgame. Interesting. Well, I
2: think you got the right mindset for it, man. You're just doing it just because you like it. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. It.
2: I mean that's all you could ask for. There's there's a lot. We talked about a lot, man. I've gotten a lot of value out of this, honestly. We've Hell been yeah. talking for like an hour and fifteen minutes. Nice. Um feels like 30 minutes <laughs> let's just end it i like to end everyone by asking some rapid fire questions Booyah. So just answer the best of your ability first thing that comes to mind um what's your weakest quality as a person
0: um weakest quality as a person so much <laughs> <laughs> my brain your brain strongest uh, and weakest yeah who was your first kiss um, uh, the first girl I dated, I guess. In 19... yeah. No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie in the mouth of madness. Uh, uh, do you collect anything? So much stupid shit, video games, honestly. What's your favorite video game of all time? Um, probably System Shock Two. I don't know it people who made Bioshock. It was like a PC ah, game they made way before okay. that. All right. Um, or Davis X. One of those two. Oh, shit. Davis X. I, I bought it and then my brother lost it. <laughs>
2: uh, are you addicted to anything?
0: Mm, yeah, stand-up, man. I literally feel guilty when I can't go on stage for more than three days. Like, Whoa. I, I, I get cravings. I'm like, I have to fucking go talk to people right now. You're it's like weird. like
2: itching your forearms? Yeah, it's um, weird.
0: What's something you're proud of? Um pretty much living how living by example i'm pretty proud of love. i'm pretty chill
2: uh what's your pin number
0: <laughs> man
2: for what
0: <laughs> you could say anything oh six six nine six nine six nine six, double nices that's always a good pin number right
2: uh i always like to throw this at comics fill in the blank say what you want about racism but it's fucking stupid <laughs> it's fucking stupid uh what's the difference between love and in love
0: Ooh. I guess in love is technically reciprocated mm.
2: I've never heard that That's super interesting Most people go for like physical connection
0: Oh, okay Yeah, you love something or you're mm. Yeah, if you want to have
2: sex with it and I guess you're in love with it um, no, I feel
0: like, yeah, if you're in love with somebody They have to be in love with you too It needs to be mutual Or else it's not really love it's, answer, it's one-sided
2: uh, What's your favorite cartoon? Freakazoid, probably? Freakazoid. Yeah. What's the worst injury you've ever had?
1: Oh, no,
0: Astro Boy. Can not change attack? Astro Boy? All right. I Astro love Astro Boy. I have the box set. I hit plug in. Oh, dude. What yeah, are you doing? Yeah, I love yeah. Astro Boy. Okay, sorry. Uh,
2: worst injury you ever had?
0: Worst injury. I hit my head and knocked myself out when I was little. Oh, yeah, hospital observation overnight. Um, What's the last thing you stole? The last thing Probably probably pen from somebody. So, <laughs> or a lighter. <laughs> Do you have any other talents besides comedy? <laughs> not really. Not, <laughs> not one. Not taking anything seriously is my only talent. <laughs> You're very talented at that. Thanks, um, what do you recommend? Listening to yourself.
2: Oh, shit. Very deep. Um, and last but not least, my name is Jose, and I am?
0: Chilling. Chilling. Jose. Dude, <laughs> thanks for doing this, man. Of course. Thanks, Dan. Fuck you, yeah, honestly, man. man. Hell yeah.
2: and there you have it uh that that was jose mccall everybody and holy shit i can't believe it um you know when i look back at the almost 40 episodes that i have now the first one somehow is the most popular even though i mean that's. I guess that'd be the one that I want people listening to the least because there was no idea. I had no structure. I had no idea what I was doing, and I just didn't know where to go and what I wanted to say as opposed to now when I do. Um, but it's grown so much in the 40 episodes. I only mentioned the first one because it was based off of the Mutiny Information Cafe. Uh, it was just a mic that I did there, and, you know, I fell in love with the room the room itself is beautiful and jose says it himself it's not like the most populated i think the alcohol does have a lot to do with it but i mean if you're just talking like a a physical room to perform in there's something just super weird and comforting about that room and he calls it the void uh just i don't know exactly why but i guess yeah i like going up and talking to the void and i i don't know i could talk all day about how much i like the mutiny information cafe jose is a great host of that and i'm not trying to get put up on any earlier i don't think that i perform consistently enough for me to even want to do that but i'm still gonna go and uh you know what if i go on at 12:30, then so be it that's just the life man you gotta do it so that was awesome but another huge thanks to jose thank you for sitting down and driving all the way out here Jose is such a gentleman. He, my dog, is so excited to see new people. So when he came over, just the whole time she would not fuck off. She would just wanted to sniff him and look at him and breathe on him. And he was all about it, man. This guy pet my dog for an hour and a half. Uh, and you know, a lot of people, I guess, don't don't do that. You know, I don't know. Maybe not a huge thing, but uh, my dog seemed to like him. And I don't know. I trust my dog's judgment in most things except for presidential races because my dog is a Trump supporter but we're not gonna get into that um, anyways look out for the next podcast that is I guess the first part two that I've done with a Denver comedian that's coming out next week so I won't say who yet but uh, that one is a that's an exciting one just got done recording that so I will go and get to work and edit that one and wow I mean thanks to anybody that's listened, so far and any comedians out there that are listening to the very end first of all another thank you to you for doing that but if you'd like to be a guest just hit me up man i'm a message away you know all my all my information is in the description of this and i would love to have you on i would love to interview you talk about comedy your journey through it, why you chose it why you don't like your mom all of that type of stuff so i'm only a message away anyways uh I'm going to get out of here and go let my dog poop. Uh, so that's, that's what I'm going to go do. That's the rest of my day, and I hope you guys have a great one. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Uh, this is wonderful. What is your favorite color?
0: Puke green.
2: Or uh, favorite color person, sorry.
0: <laughs> favorite color person? Uh, probably what's going to end up being the amalgam of all of us. Some kind of, like, brownish beigeish. I'm, I'm a futurist, yo. <laughs>